0: Good to see you this morning. Good to be in the house of God. I want to bring you a message entitled, Joy to the World. Aren't you glad this morning you have some joy? Notify your face. Give me a big Christmas smile. That's wonderful. All right. I want you to turn with me, please, to the book of Psalm, chapter 98. Psalm, chapter 98. Also, Luke, chapter number 2. All right. Let's begin reading Psalm 98. I always thought that the story behind the... Isaac Watts in uh, 1719 wrote Joy to the World. Isaac Watts was a beloved poet. Isaac Watts was a dedicated clergyman. And I always thought that was written from Luke chapter 2 when the angels said, Behold, I give you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. But Isaac Watts did not write that song from Luke chapter 2. He wrote it from Psalm chapter 98. Would you stand with me? We're going to read just about five verses of scripture here from Psalm 98. And we're going to begin reading in verse number 4. The Bible says, Psalm 98, chapter, Psalm verse chapter 98, verse 4, says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise and sing to the Lord with a harp, with a harp and the voice of a psalm, the trumpets and the sound of a cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful before the Lord. For he cometh to judge the earth with righteousness, shall he judge the world and the people with equity. As Isaac Watts was looking forward, not to the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was looking to the second coming of Christ, when Jesus Christ will rule the world with equity and with righteousness. And may I just say to you before we pray, I'm glad that I can look back at the cradle, I can look back at the cross. I can look back at what Jesus Christ has done for me, and I can have joy this morning. Somebody say amen. But I can look forward also, and I can see that he's coming again. And I praise God that he is coming. He's coming with righteousness, justice, equity. He's coming to rule the earth that he owns. And I not only have joy as I look back, I can have joy as I look forward because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for this Christmas Eve. Lord, I praise you that we've gathered here and assembled to honor your name. And Lord, I pray this morning we've already experienced the wonders of your coming. Even my mind and my imagination and my faith has taken me back to Bethlehem where you came as a babe in a manger. And Lord, we praise you for your coming. We praise you that you died on a cross. We praise you that you rose again. We praise you that you're coming again. Lord, let our our hearts be filled with joy this morning. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Now you can turn with me, please. You're probably already in Luke chapter 2. We're only going to read about three verses scattered throughout the message from Luke chapter number 2. The Bible says in Luke, I'll give you just a minute to get there. The Bible says in Luke 2, verse number 10, and the angel, I've already quoted part of the verse, said unto them, Fear not. This is the angel speaking to the shepherds at Christmas time. And she said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I'm going to tell you something. This is breaking news. I mean, God reached over in the media part of heaven, and he said, Hey, over there, news team, I want you to go down to earth, and I want you to bring some good news to those people. I'm going to tell you something. If you turn on breaking news tonight, if you turn on CNN tonight or NBC tonight, their breaking news will not be good news. It'll be, I'll guarantee you, it'll be bad news. Why? Because bad news sells. Bad news travels fast. Bad news gets around. But when God sends his media team to earth to break through the clouds and announce to some lowly shepherds that Jesus is coming, uh, it's good news, amen. I'm telling you, it's good news from a far country. The Bible says, as waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. I'm glad this morning I've heard some good news from the farthest country that can be. I've heard from heaven. And what is that news? Look at verse number 11. It's the best news. It's the best breaking news I've ever heard in my life. Verse number 11. For unto you... Is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. I'm telling you something, that's the best breaking news I ever heard. It is good good news, it is good tidings of great, not just joy, but great joy. Let me ask you a question Do you have joy in your life this morning? I tell you, I've had so much joy. I've even gotten trouble. I've been a little mean this morning, amen. I got on the naughty list. First thing, I'm just having a good time. I mean, Christmas is wonderful. Life is wonderful. God is wonderful. I'm highly blessed and well favored this morning because of Jesus, Amen. I'm telling you, life is wonderful. So the joy here in Luke chapter 2 that the angel spoke of was an immediate joy. You can have immediate joy, shepherds. You can have immediate joy, but to get that joy, you're going to have to go to Bethlehem. You're going to have to get to Jesus. And let me say to some of you Scrooges this morning, if you want to get some joy, you're going to have to get to Jesus. Amen. And the shepherds were out there, and you know what they said? Hmm, if we get there, we're going to hear good tidings of great joy. Let us now go unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Church, we ought to be like the shepherds this morning and get to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, in his presence is joy evermore, amen. So the joy that David spoke of in Psalm 98 was jubilation for the future, but here the joy is, for, is immediate. And let me just say this, you can have immediate joy, Amen. I'm going to tell you something. You can have immediate joy today before this day is over if you'll repent of your sins, trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, receive Him as the Savior of the world, as the Messiah. You can have joy today. But we can go back to Psalm 98. Isaac watches joy to the world and look to the future and have the joy that he talked about. Not only would he he come to possess the earth, but the terra firma. Let me tell you something. The terra firma. He owns it. Amen. He owns the hills. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. He owns the taters under the hill. Praise God. He is coming. He would also claim his people. He would sit on a throne. Ruling with righteousness and peace. Psalms 98 says this, uh, it would be enough when Jesus Christ comes again, uh, it's going to be enough so the sea waves stand up and clap their hands. Uh, it's going to be enough, praise God, when Jesus Christ comes again, so the hills are going to line up and do a line dance. That's going to be good, amen. Hey, the whole creation uh, is waiting and groaning for the redemption of Jesus Christ. Praise God. It ought to be enough. He said this in Psalm 98. We ought to break out the the trumpets. We ought to break out the cornets. I don't know what a cornet is, but I tell you what, I'll get out my banjo, amen. I'll get out my mandolin and guitar, and I'll sing praise unto my God. Thank God. We have a lot to be joyful for this morning, Amen. Spurgeon said this in about 1879, he said, there is no more joy in the world than to have fellowship with Christ. The closer we get to him, the more joy we feel. Folks, this morning, joy is not in a Christmas present. Uh, It's not in the meal. I'll look at that in just a minute. Uh, Folks, the joy this morning in Christmas is getting to the Christ of Christmas. Amen. It was shepherds who first had this revelation that if they got to Jesus, they could encounter great joy. Just these common men, these keepers of the sheep, but they would have to get to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then on the way, they on the way home, they began to spread abroad the saying. Look at verse number 17. The Bible says, and when they had seen it, they had seen Christ, they'd seen the scene, they'd seen Mary and Joseph and angels. When they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child and all they that heard it, wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. On the way home, these shepherds became the first gospel messengers. They became the first gospel preachers. And you know what? They had a message. We've been on the hillside. We heard an announcement of angels. We went to Bethlehem. And there we saw the Messiah. I'm going to tell you something, folks. We got a message today. It's not a message of depression. It's not a message of anxiety. It's not a message of anger. It's not a message of of lost mental health. It is a message of joy. And that message of joy should spill out. Let me just break in on you here. These shepherds went home rejoicing. You know what rejoicing is? Rejoicing is an outward expression of an inward joy. And you know something? I'm just going to be honest with us. I'm going to get on our toes a little bit. You know why we don't rejoice more? Now, don't tell me that sometimes if you're saved, the joy of the Lord will fill your soul. It'll fill your soul. If you don't have joy overflowing, something's wrong spiritually. And you know what? Joy will fill our soul, bubble up within us. And you know what we'll do? We'll just bottle it up. If we rejoice, somebody's going to think we're nuts. Let me tell you something. I don't care if you think I'm a nut. I am a nut, but I'm screwed to the right bolt. Amen. Hey, I'm going to rejoice. Salvation's complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, that's a message of, it's good tidings of great joy that one day you're talking about a celebration in heaven. You're talking about a choir in heaven. You're talking about a place of just wonderful celebration and great joy. I'm going there. That makes me rejoice, praise God. There's nothing in this world. I'll look at, like I said, I'll I'll listen to the six o'clock news and I'll get depressed and I'll suffer anxiety and I'll say, where's this world going and what are we gonna do and how are we gonna pay for it and what's wrong with the border crisis and what's wrong with our president and what's wrong with our Congress? But oh, I'm gonna tell you something. I gotta get out this book and get me some joy. Praise God because listen, here's the difference. Here's the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is based on the circumstance. If you've got everything going your way, then you can be happy. But what happens when the circumstance turns the other way? You're not a happy camper. Hey, you can have joy in the midst of a bad circumstance. Somebody say amen. Amen. There's a great lesson there, a great lesson. I mean, why wouldn't, we, why wouldn't we rejoice? Why wouldn't we want others to rejoice? Get on your toes again. If you want somebody to enjoy the ball game with you, you'll invite them to go to the ball game. If you want somebody to enjoy the concert, you'll invite somebody to go to the concert with you. Well, I mean, why don't we want others to enjoy so great a salvation? Why don't we want others to enjoy this spirit that bubbles up within our heart? Why don't we want others to be saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and have this peace and joy and deep settled love in their heart? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we want to be like the shepherds who just proclaim that Jesus Christ has come? Amen. Oh, God gets a little quiet on that one, did not it? Amen. So what is joy? In the 1828 Dictionary, yes, I'm old-fashioned. 1828 Dictionary. You can have your new Wikipedia or wicked PDI, I call it. I'll take the 1828 Dictionary. It says this, that joy is an exhilaration of the spirit. Joy is an exaltation in the very soul of man and that it is the highest of all human emotions. You know why people take drugs? They want this high of human emotions. They take that drug and it, 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 it messes with their chemistry in their body and their body releases all these endorphins and it responds to that drug. And all of a sudden they feel this euphoria. Let me tell you something. I could go home and drink a Mountain Dew and have the same experience with Jesus. Now I'm talking about the Pepsi brand of Mountain Dew. Not that kind of Ted drinks. <laughs> I'm, kid- <laughs> I'm kidding. Joy is the most triumphant state of man. It is the expectation of good. Made it less, let me say it like this. It's the expectation of God. Amen. Joy is not happiness. Let me give you a few things here. Happiness is of the moment, but joy can be everlasting. Happiness Reacts to the circumstances, but joy transcends the circumstances. Amen. Happiness is a fleeting emotion, but joy is deeply seated in the heart. Listen to what Job says The triumphing of the wicked is short, and the happiness of the hypocrite is but for a moment. We all seek happiness, it's part of our DNA. It's part of our constitution, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. (laughs) But let me just break it on you here. You could be happy one minute and sad the next. But joy, listen, I'd rather have joy in Jesus than be a happy hypocrite. Yes, sir. The triumphing of the wicked is short and the joy of the hypocrite is but for a moment. Joy endures trials and hardships. Joy holds on to the hope of a better future. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and now is set down at the right hand of the throne. If Jesus was looking for personal happiness, he would not have went to the cross. For his personal happiness would have been based on his circumstance. Let me tell you something. The cross of Calvary was not a good circumstance. And no doubt there could be no happiness for that cross. But boy, there was joy because there was joy that was set before him. Joy looks to the future. Amen. Amen. Oh, the shepherds walked away from that scene in a stable where they were filled with rejoicing. The angel said the good news about this joy would be to all people. Boy, let me tell you something. Where we are in this Baptist church, with Baptist doctrine, the joy is for all people. Not a select few. Amen. We are not a predestined bunch Amen. Yeah, we were chosen in Jesus Christ, but we had to make a choice. Let me tell you something, friend. If you're waiting for God to just pick you up and drag you to the altar and save you, he's not going to do it. He's a gentleman. You'll have to make a choice. This, this good news, this great tithe, glad tidings of great joy is to all people. There's not just a few selected to be saved. Everybody is chosen. Hey, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So, that joy is for all. You can't find permanent joy by opening a present. You can find temporary happiness in receiving something material. You can find temporary happiness in unwrapping a gift, getting something you want. But you can find permanent joy in Christmas if you'll know the Christ of Christmas. Listen what the Bible says. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and in drink, but in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. You ever get around the Holy Ghost, you won't be sad. And I think sometimes, and I'll preach on us Baptists too, I think us Baptists are afraid of the Holy Ghost. We're afraid to rejoice. We're afraid. We're afraid of what somebody else say about us. Hey, let me tell you something. You ever get around the Holy Ghost, it'll do some strange things to you sometimes. But I'll tell you, the very first thing you'll notice is there'll be some joy. Yes, sir. He never brings sadness. Amen. joy is not dependent upon the happiness, is dependent upon the circumstance. Joy is not. Paul wrote the book of Philippians. And in that book of Philippians, he gives us all kinds of things. He, he, he tells us to rejoice evermore. I mean, it, it, the, over and over in the book of Philippians, he just mentions joy and rejoicing. But let me give you something. The book of Philippians was written from prison. Amen. From prison. Paul, I mean, it ain't like jails today. When Paul was in prison, it was a prison. But he's writing to us about the joy we can experience. A prisoner. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I visited the jail in Russell County when it was in a jail. I'm going to tell you what prison is like now. So if y'all get in trouble, don't worry about it. It ain't nothing. (laughs) You go in it. I'm telling you. I went... You go buy a jail cell. Now, this is when it was in Russell County. I don't know about the new one down here. But I've went through there. I'm being honest. And them guys had figured out how to uh, tie their bed sheet on one bar over here, cross across the corner, tie it to another bar, and make them a hammock. And you, Now, here's the scene. You go by. In, I went by the jail in the cell, giving out tracts, telling them about Jesus. And here's a guy laying there, and he's just swinging happy as a lark in a hammock. He's got a controller in his hand and a TV right there, and video games stacked up about that deep. Y'all with me? That's jail today. I'm not talking about jail today. When Paul was in prison, hey... There were rats, mice, dankness, darkness. We're talking about dungeon like. But Paul, in that dungeon like state, said, Rejoice evermore. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? That we can have that kind of joy. Joy looks forward. You know something? Sometimes we have to endure the loss of joy, to appreciate it. David prayed in the psalm, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You know how David lost his joy? He began to practice sin. Listen, church, Christian, sin will rob you of joy. There, the, oh, I could like to the pour this in. If you want to have a good Christmas... You repent of your sins and get your heart clean. Trust God like a little child. And you can enjoy Christmas just like you did when you was a kid. But if your heart is dark and full of sin and anxiety and the flesh and the lust thereof, that's all you're going to focus on. Oh, listen. I rejoice this morning from that seat right there as they sang, as they rang those bells. I thought that was so cute. My heart rejoiced. As I see our church folk and the people I love stand up and honor the Lord in song and music, I say, praise God. My heart bubbles over in joy. Praise God. The Bible says, listen, sometimes we have to lose our joy. The Bible says, weeping endureth for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. The Bible says in Psalm 126, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. The most joyful we'll find the Old Testament saints is when they'd gone through a time of testing and a time of trial. And they come out on the other side with a song in their heart. Amen. Praise God. Maybe that's where you are this morning. You're in a, type of, you're in a time of trial or testing. Hey, do, don't let Rob your joy look. I said joy looks forward. Joy looks, listen, joy can look back at the cross. Joy can look forward to his coming. Joy can say, hey, I may be in the trial now, but I'll soon be out because I've got a God who's victorious. Amen. Thank God. There's nothing like living the Christian life. Let me give you, I, I've got to hurry. I've got seven minutes to get you out of here like I promised. There are so many this morning, and in order to understand joy, we're going to have to get depressed for just a minute, and I won't give you too many depressing statistics because it's Christmas, but why are there so many, you ever notice that the big celebrities in our day and the stars and the, the big athletes, somehow they wind up on drugs, they wind up on substance abuse. They, they just, they, so many rich people and famous people get caught up in all these vices of life. Why is that? I think it is because they have so much, they lose the joy of the simple things of life. They, they just lose the joy that they have so much. They have cars and homes and money and, and they can fulfill any lust of the flesh they have with all of their finances that they just cannot seem to enjoy. Let me tell you something. I rode up on, on uh, White Top Mountain. Some of y'all wouldn't go up there tall, You're scared to death of the snow. And I had to use four-wheel drive. But I'm going to tell you something. When it snowed last week, I went up there and I just enjoyed the sparkling of the snow on the Christmas trees. Beautiful. I'm telling you, it was beautiful, Dennis. I love to go up there. That, I just You say, preacher, well, you're nuts to enjoy something so simple. Am I really? No. i tell you what else I enjoy. I enjoy the twinkle in the eye of the kids when they do open those presents. That's a joy to me. I enjoy. I watched old Cade this morning as he'd ring that bell. Wasn't he having a good time? I mean, listen. We ought to ring our bells with joy. We ought to rejoice. I rejoice. Our family will get together this evening. There's food in the refrigerator. More than we can eat. I've got a nice vehicle to drive. Yeah, it's a Chevrolet and it might get me home, but it's a, I, I appreciate it. Amen. I'm sorry. I'm in, the, I'm in the Toyota this morning. I'll probably make it. <laughs> but the point is this. I can joy in the simple things. They mean something to me. My heart bubbles over. Amen. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to do this. and I Let me give you some statistics, though. Why do people suffer today from depression, anxiety? Anxiety affects over 18 million people. The number one cause for suicide is anxiety and depression. 18 million people today are depressed, deeply depressed. Suicide kills more people between the ages of 18 and 44 than homicide. It's not us killing each other, it's us killing ourselves. And the main reason is depression. But listen, let me just read you something. I don't know why, I just feel led. Maybe, maybe I'm in the flesh when I read this. But this is Charles Dickens' description of Scrooge out of the book, not out of the movie. If you go to the book, I want you to listen carefully. Talking about Scrooge. And I know this was a fictional character. But there's a great point here. Oh, but he was a tight fisted hand at the grindstone, Scrooge, a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Hard and sharp as a flint from which no steel had ever struck out a generous fire, secret and self contained, solitary as an oyster. <laughs> The cold within him froze his features, nipped his pointed nose, shriveled his cheek, stiffened his gait, made his eyes red, his thin lips blue, and spoke out shrewdly in his grating voice. A frosty rhyme was on his head and his eyebrows and his wiry chin. He carried his own low temperature always with him. He iced his office in dog days and didn't thaw it one degree at Christmas. Let me ask you a question. That's a description of a man who has no joy. And I know he's a fictional character, but in reality, when I read that, you thought of somebody else. (laughs) You thought of somebody that fit that description. Amen, preacher. Now let me ask you a question. As a Christian, born again, know the Lord. Do you want that personality or do you want this one as I read from Scripture? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Which attitude do you want this morning? Thank you for coming. I want you to bow your head with me, every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to speak to your heart this morning in a crowd this size. First of all, no doubt I know that there's somebody here who doesn't know Christ. You have no clue in your heart of hearts what Christmas is all about. It's all about the hustle and the bustle and the busy time. But something's missing in your heart. I'll tell you what it is. What's missing in your heart is you don't have the true knowledge of Jesus Christ. Habakkuk says, I will rejoice in the Lord. And all you can rejoice in is the circumstance or the finances or how many gifts is under the tree. I want you this morning to come to Christ. I'm going to give you an invitation this morning, lost person. Why don't you step out of your seat right now? Brian's already got his Bible, he's ready right here. He'll take a Bible and show you how you can have this everlasting, eternal joy in Jesus Christ. Oh, my. And you can have it freely, freely. Christ has already paid the price for your sin. You can have salvation, forgiveness of sin. You can have a joy that will bubble over. Why would you refuse that? Why would you stay in that sniveling, sneaking, frosty description like was given to Scrooge? Why would you stay there? Why don't you come to Christ? I want to ask you a question. There will be one here that's lost. Nobody's looking around. Everybody's being real reverent. Thank you so much. Slip up your hand and say, Preacher, I'm lost. I don't know Christ. But this Christmas season, I'd like to know. Nobody will come to you. Nobody will embarrass you. Nobody will even know. I Just me and you. I'll pray for you. Preacher, pray for me. I'm lost. I don't know Christ. Anybody at all. We wait for just a moment. Wouldn't you like to know Christ? No hands went up. I'm going to close this because it's Christmas Eve. And I'm not going to detain you. I want you to look this way as I close. We're through. I pray this Christmas season you'll find three things. You'll find joy in worshiping the Lord. He's worthy of our worship. I pray number two. You'll find joy in loving Jesus and loving others. Number three. In the adoration. and the worship. Of Jesus Christ this Christmas. Worship him. The Bible says. That he dwells. He inhabits our worship. You want Jesus to be close to you this Christmas. And start worshiping. Praising him. And loving him for what he's done. And for who he is. You'll find the true meaning. Amen.
1: Dearly Father, Lord, as we close our service this morning, Lord, we just want to thank you for meeting with us today, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the choir and the special number that they did, Lord. I thank you for Kenley and Gracie, Lord, and Mary Lee as they sang, Lord, and Tammy and the quartet, Lord, as they sang. Lord, I just thank you for how that pointed our hearts. Towards heaven, Lord. And then I thank you for our pastor, Lord, who brought us a message on joy, Lord. And if we truly know you as our personal Lord and Savior, Lord, we can face any obstacle in life and recognize that life brings its share of obstacles. But, Lord, in the midst of it all, we can still have joy because of what you've done for us, Lord. And, Lord, I pray for that hurting heart this morning, Lord. I pray for that one that feels discouraged, Lord, or perhaps has faced a difficult time or whatever the case may be, Lord. I just pray that you'd bring them just a little extra measure of joy, Lord, this morning. Lord, just remind them that you love them. Remind them that you're in control, Lord, of the situation and remind them, Lord, that you have their best interest at heart, Lord. And Lord, I pray for that one that may not know you as their personal Lord and Savior today, Lord. Before they leave this place, may they just take me or Brother George by the hand or someone here in the congregation so we can take the word of God and show them how they can be saved, Lord. And Lord, as we leave this place, may we put a smile on our face, Lord. May we just share the joy of Jesus with someone over this Christmas holiday. And Lord, give us a desire to be back in your house at the next appointed time for we pray these things in Jesus name Amen Amen.